Hi, I'm John the Man. I'm one of the many mats. And this is Digitally Rare, a show about digitally owned things now and on Bitcoin. trying to trying to yeah. trying to we, <laughs> trying to get it back we are incredibly honored and thrilled and excited mm. to have the one the only the illustrious ria myers here with us hi there welcome thank you yay how's it going it's going good thank you yeah yeah how's it going for you it's going matt's in japan it's true i can't really tell that from the the image background to where matt is <laughs> no, I, I will take yeah. matt's word for it that he is in fact in japan yeah. if you saw the size of the room perhaps it would be, okay that makes the, sense. the other wall's just over there oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> okay. yes but other than that welcome yeah. and yeah, welcome it's so thrilling to have you here the first thing that i wanted to just out of the gate i want to know yes a hot take from ria on given how long your career has spanned making art on Bitcoin, I want to know your take on the current thing de jour, which is ordinals. Do you have a hot take on the ordinal situation? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I really like the creativity around ordinals. So in anything that mm. is to do with sort of mathematics, with mysticism, with the blockchain, and with any kind of creativity all mixed together is totally my thing. So yeah, I, th- I think it's it's great. I haven't actually got involved myself. I, I still have some tiny amount of um, counterparty XCP, which I minted various tokens with back in 2014 so i'm sort of unshocked to see nfts or or, or other um things inscribed so i think they call it upon the blockchain but I'm, I'm very glad to see that they've found something that resonates with people and that does things in, yeah. in different ways it's sort of it with with the sort of jaded eyes of someone for whom <laughs> things have um happened at least once before it, it sort of it, it mm-hmm. bears comparison i feel to colored coins which was yeah. sort of name coin but on on the blockchain on the sorry on the bitcoin blockchain but no, it's got its own lingo it's got its own crowd it's got its own vibe and and i think yeah i'm really happy to see that creativity return to the to the bitcoin space which is sort of usually quite rightly very technically conservative because you have billions mm-hmm. and billions of dollars of real value that you don't want to lose based on trying a new upgrade that doesn't actually work out. But yeah, seeing some of that that cultural and, and sort of hackerish in a good way, sort of um, exploitation of the affordances of the system come back is really, really good. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It, the aesthetics it of feel- it are quite nice. The aesthetics are like are are part of what really sets it apart, right? It's like yes, yeah. There's some um, sort of de- defamiliarization and naming go go well together. If you can make people mm-hmm. look at something again mm. in a way mm-hmm. that they haven't before and give a name to it, then that's a really powerful way of getting people to think about something in a new way and yeah definitely the sort of both the, the technical and the verbal and i guess the mathematical aesthetics of it are all sort of obviously deliberately intriguing 
in a very productive way. Yeah. yeah. And it's even there in the in the language of like inscribing and or, ordinals in, in and of itself. It's like yes, yeah, I was, like, I was, yeah. Let's I was, let's let's use fresh, <laughs> you know, like you said, fresh eyes. Yeah, I, I yes. was I was love every, every few weeks on on Twitter, which is bizarrely still there. Someone <laughs> posts a right? new clay tablet from Sumeria. Six 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 thousand years ago, three thousand, you know, more thousands yeah. of years ago than we have any right to be spying on people's communications, and it, it, <laughs> and it is it. They are these inscriptions on clay tablets that were meant yeah. to be being used for stock taking, for transactions, yeah. for for yeah. business mm. communications, and that seems very familiar. And from yeah. that, we ultimately. Get written poetry, written philosophy, right. writ- written religion, and, and oh, I like literature and education. And it's all because people got really, really bored one Wednesday <laughs> afternoon thousands of years ago writing to someone complaining about the low quality of the brass ingots they received. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and calling them some choice names. So, yeah, sort of, there's. Lots and lots of interest to be had with inscriptions on something that is otherwise meant to be a, a medium of commerce. Definitely, that's that's such mm. an I hadn't th- I did, have never put that oh, together. That parallel, but, that's huge. That's but we've cool. talked about that on the show before. Of, wow. of 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 just just of like the first use of the blockchain was money, and you know totally. this, now we do all this other stuff on it, and that's there's a perfect correlation there that's beautiful i love that yeah that's fantastic how do you feel about the it's interesting to hear you say like the conservatism of the bitcoin thing because you know mm-hmm. to me it was like one of the i don't know and th- i feel i do feel sort of bad about this but like one of the things that i like about ordinals is how angry it seems to be making <laughs> some of the sort of more maxi kind of like yeah. so the people who are always angry about something yes it's yeah. like they're, you know, it's nice that like now the thing that they're angry about is something that I really care about and like, which is art on the blockchain. Like, yes. that's like it's there's something f- very pleasant about. Yes, that. Uh, and and sort of we've we've been here before. I mean, the first sort of gambling application on on Bitcoin oh, right, was yeah. regarded as spam. Uh, People misusing TX outs in the way that certainly I and lots of other people did sort of ages ago it was regarded as spam and I think counterparty was regarded as some sort of spam attack mm. uh, and it's right. sort of one person's value is another person's spam you only get spam right, right. where it is possible to get value, uh, surplus value if you want to go political from a system Mm-hmm. spammers are not sending out spam out of the goodness of their hearts otherwise they wouldn't be spammers they'd be sort of some Users. other category that we won't discuss yeah. but um, <laughs> yeah. yeah so sort of lo- looking at this system which is designed just to produce a timestamp server for mm. stateless peer-to-peer money and saying anything other than stateless peer-to-peer money on this system is spam that's actually a a pretty defensible position and sort Mm -hmm. of one of the the sort of i've I've worked in in blockchain development and sort of 
advised projects on how to think about this. And one of the things I say to people is, if you are viewing the blockchain as permanent free storage, you're going to be very unpleasantly surprised at some point. <laughs> the, the, like even Satoshi, back when he was still mm. emailing, said, oh, yeah, no, you can throw away the, the bits of the blockchain that you don't need to refer to anymore. Oh, you just right. need to be able to validate the, the current live Totally. Um, set of TX outs. Bitcoin experts listening to this, I know I'm mangling it, please forgive me. But the underlying <laughs> thing is that the, the blockchain in itself, I, I mean, the white, uh, the Satoshi white paper doesn't mention a blockchain. It's all about a timestamp right. server. And that, that chain of blocks, it really is just there to establish the order of events in the absence of um, that wonderfully misunderstood term trusted third parties so mm. yeah I'm, I'm very sympathetic to people who view taking up the finite resource of bitcoin blockchain storage with yeah. something mm-hmm. that ain't bitcoin as spam because eventually the economics that make it desirable to do so where you are basically a free rider on anyone who does need to keep the blockchain around in order to secure and later spend their actual Bitcoin is going to collapse because they're not going to be doing that because it'll just be sort of too many blocks worth of spam and a TX outset that they they just can't store anymore. So, like, I'm simply, you know, as I believe I must have said roughly 11 million times, I I am sympathetic to that viewpoint, but (laughs) I'm also an artist, so I don't have to make it work. And uh, part of my job Mm. is is making people angry with things. So (laughs) I'm also very excited to see creative inscriptions on the blockchain. And like, if if nothing else, let's just use vanity addresses in transactions (laughs) and we can... Mm. Sort of, because mm-hmm. have you been? Uh, I've been following like Merkleized abstract syntax trees and, and their successors, and sort of everything you can do to just stuff things into a Merkleized data structure and then put the root of that on the blockchain. Sort of, mm-hmm. if there was this one, not necessarily trusted third party, but this distributed service that did something else and then shoved the root hash of it onto the um onto the bitcoin blockchain every so often even if they put it in as the the message in the in the header then you Mm -hmm. know that would be very hard to complain against and it would have broadly the same security guarantees as as many sort of spam messages on the blockchain, yeah. although it obviously wouldn't include the ownership semantics on the the layer one, which is important important to do. Right. Yeah, it does seem that the aesthetics of just writing the raw data into the Bitcoin block is a big part of the ordinal, hype I guess, interest story. and hype at the moment. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, there's there yeah. there were sort of the old proof of existence websites and stuff like that. You've, you've always been able to write stuff into the blockchain. Mm-hmm. I, I did a project, as I say, in 2014, named after that called proof of existence, where I uploaded the, mm-hmm. the hash of my genome into the Bitcoin blockchain to prove that someone who is, if not me, but has a genome precisely the same <laughs> of mine, has at least existed since the start of 2014. Yeah. yeah, I've seen lots and lots of companies want to do that sort of thing seriously since, uh, and it's uh, uh, oh, yeah. no. 
And yeah. I was like, no, go, go, guys, guys, this, no, no, please. <laughs> just no. Please don't, yeah. Just no. Yeah. So it, it's, it's always been possible. And there's a lovely article from around that time showing all of the things that have been uploaded to the Bitcoin blockchain from the Satoshi Nakamoto white paper through, I think, a portrait of Nelson Mandela and, and sort mm. of Bible verses, all different sorts of things, either as vanity addresses or later as TX outs. So, well, no, not vanity addresses, a sort of data in lieu of an address. So that makes yeah. it unrecoverable. But yeah, there's, there's, mm-hmm. a long, there's a long tradition both of people doing this and of people being upset about people doing this. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah, aesthetically, I think the purity of Bitcoin as like money transmission makes a lot of sense. So that viewpoint does seem very defensible as in like, this is what this should be. There's also the CODA's law. And uh, if you're crafting valid Bitcoin transactions, well, so be it. I think that one's rather interesting as well. Yes. Yeah. CODA's law is a really interesting one because that comes from sort of Professor Lawrence Lessig in the US Mm. who... I sort of indirectly worked for when I was working at Creative Commons for a few years and, and that mm. article that he wrote, it's it's a sort of it's a very again, it's a very simple and massively un- misunderstood point, which is that <laughs> if you are communicating over a computer network, there are agencies or powers on that network which will enable you to or prevent you from performing certain actions that you would otherwise be able to do. As a lawyer, I think this looks like an interesting analogue to law, to mm. sort of state law. And he identified sort of, you know, network protocols as this. And, and people mm-hmm. lose that again, people lose their minds over this. But yeah, it just means sort <laughs> of you have traffic cops and you have speed throttling right. on on upstream connections yeah. if you don't pay enough. It's all, but you don't have the sort of the right of appeal that you do with a, with a right. state legal system. Right. No infrastructure. And, yeah. For, yeah, there's no, yeah. So yeah. that, you know, that is very interesting. And, and for me, the thing that really brought it alive in a, a real sort of revealed versus stated preferences sort of way was the, the DAO hack mm, Ethereum uh-huh. Bitcoin fork, yeah. where people exactly. were taking two extremely different views of code as law. One mm-hmm. was saying code must be law, and from mm-hmm. them we got Ethereum Classic, who right. later on went on to sue people who used their code as law. So I'm fantastically <laughs> convinced by that. And then there was the, yes, code is law, We, you know, and do what you will, shall be the whole of the law. Right. So we're going to rework right. the code. And from that, right, right. you've got the the, um, the Ethereum alt chain known as Ethereum. And th- mm-hmm. these are both these are both positions that you can hold, and they're interesting philosophically. Yep. Sort of, yeah, when there was $20 million, as it was at the time on the line, it's interesting to see which yep. way people jumped um i didn't yeah. have any dow tokens i was worried it would mm. be too successful and i'd have to work out how to report it on my tax return so i'm not <laughs> there's, there's this there's a funny reason yeah there's, yeah there's this strong thread of me absolutely not being any kind of blockchain visionary <laughs> that you'll notice in any of these stories but um 
Yeah, I, I felt that the fork was the wrong thing to do in many ways, but mm. that it was possible and that the loss of innocence that, that performing a fork mm. at this point would entail would focus people's attention in future to, to try and avoid, firstly, hacks happening again, because even right. though um, people, quotes got their money back, end quotes, for the most part, it was still a bit of a ride. Um, mm-hmm. And then the responsibility of it, the ability to be coerced or, or volunteering to do mm-hmm. it is something that you have to price in now into your sort of blockchain governance model. So, mm. yeah, there, mm. there, there was a lot to learn there whilst watching the hacker drain the account like the world's worst text-based version of the climax to William Gibson's Neuromancer. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. Funny story, quick humble brag about, or actually this is just a brag brag, about <laughs> Coda's Law and, and, and Lauren Felsig. <laughs> A while back, I made a song about Coda's Law making fun of some, I forget what it was, some Twitter person who was like, Coda's Law, blah, 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 like you're doing the whole thing. And I made a song making fun yes, of it. Yeah. And Lessig like messaged me and he's like, can I, I love this song. He said, I'm going to quote him. He says, love your song. Can you send me a link to an MP4 so I can show it at, the, at a conference I'm speaking at? I tried to buy the NFT, but idiot Coinbase blocked me because I'm in Japan. That's what he said. Uh. <laughs> But how Amazing. cool would that have been if he had bought that's if like Lawrence like yeah, that'd be great. the Coda's Law song. That would have been really nice. 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 So yes. So yes. The sort yes. of we're t- like the the difference between code as a formalized rule set being like, hey, this is what we've said can be possible, and if it allows it, then it should be possible, versus like the social consensus of which is another part of law within our human realm. Yeah, yes. Yeah. That's, that's a much better way of putting it. Yes. Yes. It's like, um, <laughs> yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult. And I think Bitcoin is much more on the code is law side of things, but also clearly has some social layer as well, evident through this uh, rejection of ordinals as like, this is not the intent of the network, even though the code allows it, right? Like the, that Twitter guy was saying, like, this is an illegal Bitcoin transaction. It's and tricking. Like, you're you, tricking. You've you're tricked tricking, the code. You're tricking the code. Oi, oh, oh, like, mate, where's your Bitcoin license? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, there's, like, re- reality is messy. The, the sort of the code is written by human beings um, with a social understanding. The human beings gain their social understanding for, from running the code. It's it's a f- feedback loop. Totally, it's very sort of you can get lots of clout and or cash by pretending that you think you know where the circle begins or ends. Mm. Mm-hmm. But um, mm. yeah, it's it's you know it's it's more messy than it's that. Fuzzy. Sort of. Yeah. yeah, it's fuzzy. Yes, yeah. There's, there's, there's was is it Perl? There's more than one way to do it. The programming yeah. language. <laughs> there, there's, there's more than one way to do it. There's more than one way to, to, sort of define the the institution of a of a cryptocurrency totally. without turning into a land grab by either the humanities or computer science departments. And so, yeah, that's true. Does need both. And in other news, you have many things are uh, happening and a flutter. 
around you and in your work and life? You have a book. I do. That exists. Ooh. A physical, a physical book. An actual, factual, physical, and PDF and NFT book. Beautiful. Wow. It, it, it wow. can even make a, a fluttering sound. Mm. Yeah. It does. Patina. Yes. Yeah. It's, wow. um, it's, not, it's not an audio book, though. We haven't got to read it yet. <laughs> yes. So it's called uh, Proof of Work Blockchain Provocations 2011 to 2021. Just in case anyone takes anything too seriously. I, I had someone come up to me once and say, hey, I've worked out how to make Are We There Yet? Which is the sort of the social credit score parody in the story Bad Shibe. As a practical system. And I was like, can you please not do that? That's, that's <laughs> not like, it's, it's, a, it's a bad that's thing. A bad it's sort idea. Of, it, yeah, please, please you know, I, I, I admire your creativity and I respect your, your capability, but... No. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Blockchain Provocations 2011 to 2021. It mm -hmm. includes almost all of my writing on the subject in that time. Some non-blockchain writing, which helps provide context. Some things from before then, because they're funny. And some newly written and or previously unreleased materials. Mm. And it has a nice interview with me at the start, which helps to make sense of it all. We sat down Urbanomic, the publishers, and me. That's urbanomic.com, where you can buy the book from at the moment. Sat down with me over about four days and then edited what I said into something that makes sense, which was very kind of them. So, <laughs> yeah, there's there's the book, which will be sort of general release in April via MIT Press. And there's an NFT edition with a generative cover, and there's a PDF and an EPUB because I bullied Urbanomic into making an EPUB, which I think they're not talking to me about. Nice. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really, really happy with how it turned out. It took us about 18 months. Yeah, amazing. From start to finish, we had, we sort of, we did sweat the small stuff. We had to go through all the details from, mm. you know, how do we organize this to which Pantone color is closest to blue screen of death blue? Mm. <laughs> Um, for anyone who wants to to steal <laughs> the answer, it, it's reflex blue. Oh, which reflex is, blue. Yeah. So there oh. you go. Oh man. You know, have, having Zoom chats with um, Pantone flip charts out, going, <laughs> yeah. "No, not this one. No, how about yeah, this yeah, one?" Yeah. Oh. Oh, I'm looking at it right now. Oh yeah, that's it. I mean, yeah. that's... that's pretty close. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously the reproduction is completely different, but you have to find something that looks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah um, color. Gam gamuts, gamuts, yeah. the, the, the color spaces, wow. yeah, ad additive and subtractive color spaces just don't map. Isn't that so interesting? Yeah. Each other. Yeah. Um, I, I had I had this at a, a previous show at the the awesome um, last tango .info in in Switzerland. Mm. They did a edition of prints of a couple of pieces from tokens equals text, the sort of colorful mm. vapor wave. Mm -hmm. Composition writing PC tokeny things, and they're like, "What are the original Pantone colors for for the text?" And I was like, "Well, th th there aren't any. It's right. um, they are RGB colors yeah, generated yeah. from the cryptographic hash of the text, and then just like the first three bytes of that." So I, I signed up to Pantone's website and use their color picker to find out what the closest <laughs> yeah. right. color was and reverse engineered it. And That's pretty cool. That, that greatly amused me because I, I love Pantone colors ignoring their 
intellectual property. Right, right. H- have you- Pantex, I, I, I love Pantone colors. Yeah. I've, I've been carrying their flip books around since the 90s and I was very sad when they stopped making Pantone color pens. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ah. Have you seen, the, the, this is a bit of a tangent, but over, you know, over the last two years, whatever, there have been several different projects of like, we're put. We're putting colors on the block. We're you know oh, like we're, yes. we're color. We're you can buy this color and there's combine one it every with this year. Color. Yeah, there's like and they're like we're the first yes. to do this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. You're, you're the first to do this this year. This year, yeah, it's yeah. interesting. It's, it's interesting because you had the 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 numbers one and the yep. the, the nouns words. one yep. and everything. And I, yep. I think they're I think they're really fun. Sort of. Creating new forms of property is not an unalloyed good, but it is a thing that happens. Yeah. And so playing with it on the blockchain is a useful way of getting our heads around that. One of the essays in the book is called Tokenized Vickery Aesthetics, which was written after I had skimmed through the... um, the, the, the radical markets book, ah, yes. uh-huh. yep. which has their their Vickery Commons proposal where everything is constantly for sale and you yeah. have to pay yep. to have it, which people <laughs> did the, the usual thing of going, oh my God, this is fascism. Whereas in fact, no, it, it takes it takes from those who would hoard and redistributes the wealth to those in society who do not have it, which is not really... <laughs> Sort of the most fascistic thing you can do, but yeah. anyway. So yeah, that's sort of the, the idea. The idea is to create the, this effectively fantasy realm of tokens for colors and shapes and palettes and whatever. Mm-hmm. Sell those off in a grand auction, and then they they get used to to create artworks with uh, which are authentic within this system, uh-huh, right, uh-huh. right, right, and within the form. I, I've I've not. Act Sort of, I know how to produce this system. I know how to produce almost everything that I, I propose, ah. um, um, unless it's actually sort of brain uploads or anything. <laughs> so, or the, the um, aero breaking an asteroid onto the savannah, which happens in, in the short story horses. But usually, if it's blockchain related, you I can do actually do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. And, and in this cool. case, yeah, there's sort of. <laughs> A lot of ERC seven two one nine nine eight and um, whatever the the re yeah. the refractionalization standard is. Sorry, I do know that one. But um, yeah, so I th- I think yeah, pl- play, playing with with property, with ownership, with affinity, with um, belonging in various senses, yeah. both social and economic, is is absolutely what the blockchain is a plastic medium for. I like that, and so yeah, yeah. I th- I think these can go, these can go a lot a lot further. Yeah, and we just need to make very very sure that when they do go further, people don't attempt to quickly segue them into fiat state law, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then say, oh yeah, you can't use the color blue on your hair because yep. I own the blue token and yep. you're not paying right. me yep. for that. Yep. That's, That's like, horrible. No, these are separate domains. Right. Like, please, please go away. Mm. I like Within that though, here. that framing of it as play and mm. you know, that's a, it's a very, it's a very generous way of looking at it. It's very like, because like, you know, Matt and I 
especially in the beginning of this podcast, circa like 2018, our big thesis or one of our big theses, if that's a word, with <laughs> NFTs was like there has to be this kind of authenticity that 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 you, that you have there's like like you, you need this mm. authenticity in order like pantone mm. tokenizing their colors okay mm. rando right, right, off right. the street tokenizing the empire state building makes no sense like i now right. own the token of the empire state building okay but the way you're yes. framing it of like hey what if i tokenize the empire state building like as this right. is sort of like this playing Within around this realm. Like, yes. yeah yeah yeah, right. if, if if you are if you are in on the joke, right, 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 because sort of various of the lovely people who came to me on social media to explain how I was evil and should be <laughs> driven from society for doing anything with the blockchain, yes. made the comparison to selling the Brooklyn Bridge, and it's the the old scam in in America for tourists who go to. New York, and someone comes up to them and says, oh, look, I can see you're a fantastically wealthy visitor. I'm the, I'm the person who owns the Brooklyn Bridge, and I just <laughs> really need to, to sell it to get some ready cash. Like, I basically own all the bridges in America, so this does absolutely nothing. You know, like, I basically just need 20 for the taxi. Do you want the Brooklyn Bridge? Right. And so, you and, uh, again, yes, experts, I'm mangling this, work with me. <laughs> so you know the tourists give them 20 bucks or 2 million bucks or whatever and they they go up to the toll booth wherever and they say hi we own the Brooklyn Bridge and they're <laughs> told no that's that's not a real thing and sort of th- there were two things firstly you, you don't need a blockchain to do that yeah like yeah. you know do that th- scale, there were yeah. not dozens of confidence tricksters sat around New York from 1872 <laughs> or whenever to 2011 going, I've got a really good idea for once someone invents a blockchain. I'm going to convince people that they've bought the Brooklyn Bridge when they actually haven't. Yeah. <laughs> Conversely, the Manhattan Transport Authority or the Brooklyn toll booth or whatever, yeah. they can sell NFTs yeah. in homage to this, and it's really fun. Yeah, I'm yes, yes. a Brooklyn Bridge NFT. 100%. Really yeah. And if you can only get it by going there and being a tourist Even and better. spending money yeah. in the local economy, then it becomes not just funny, but actually an economic driver as well. Right. So, yeah, the sort of, you, you know, I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've been faced with enough gotchas about this technology now that my, my sort of, my ready pose is, is, is sort of very sort of judo throw oriented. It's like, yep, yeah, absolutely. Let's <laughs> yes, yes, into right. this and embrace it and yeah. see where it goes. The the other big one was uh you saw all the time was the stars, like uh buying uh, a, yes. buying a yes. star. Yeah. Uh, yeah, cool. yeah. And and like pe- people do do use star registries, um, not not to sort of comment on any specific friends or relatives or anything, but I've seen people <laughs> No, so it's you know, seriously yeah. I'm I'm in this fully sympathetically people. Sure, sure, no, totally. Yeah. Dedicated stars after some that's died and everything. Yes, and it's no. this level it's this level of fantasy that actually that sort of it being on the blockchain adds a bit more reality to. Yeah, because it's not just some guy with a server with an SQL database and a laser printer somewhere. It's an appreciable percentage of the Earth's computing power securing <laughs> the fact that you owe, own eighty two yeah. RCI or Adani or whatever. And 
you know, again, sort of. In the... I, 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 I think the, the thing that I get slightly put out about is when people have this very certain idea of what is good and bad yeah. about our existing property regime. When, and I certainly have ideas what about what is good and bad about our existing property regime. And they look at blockchain stuff and they go, oh my God, this is just, you know, this isn't real. Mm-hmm. This isn't real property. Yeah. And they never turn around and yes. look at the current regime. Yes, yes. And go, yes. I had, uh, oh my God, neither is this. They, they, they always go, yes. you know, oh, you're, you're, you're selling copyrighted stuff on the blockchain and this is hurting artists. It's like, do artists have to sell their copyright for a pittance to reprint to content farm corporations like, again hello experts i'm precisely aware of how complex the current recording illustrating oh. animation and so on industries are in terms of the networks of rights responsibilities obligations and payments operate i, do, I am however still deeply unimpressed with the argument that copyright primarily benefits those it is used to extract labor from yeah mm. anyway here here into the party political broadcast I hey so, <laughs> yeah hi no was, Jonathan, um, let me tell you how music works yeah so. yeah no full, full steam ahead <laughs> yeah but yeah, you're right people don't uh, that's one of the funniest things in the world when you have a conversation with someone i was speaking with someone in the on the lift earlier 75 year old guy and told him i worked in crypto and he was like ah well i don't futz around with any of that fake stuff i invest in real property and i'm like yes 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 go on sir tell me about how this is all much more real (laughs) yeah i mean i i I live in an earthquake area so real real property is entirely relative (laughs) like it's a you know it's a uh what the kids now call a settler colonial state so mm, like my mm-hmm. ownership of this is in itself a crime against humanity so yeah, yeah pe- people if you have noticed that prop- blockchain property doesn't make any sense well done well please take this spark <laughs> yes, and hold yes. it to the extremely dry and musty kindling <laughs> of the other property systems that the you well-built fire relationship with <laughs> yes. and, and this, this sort of get, getting back to shilling the book this is another yes, of the, the, the essays because i do talk about how property regimes are generative because mm. there's, there's this feeling that a kind of property comes into being and the fiat state says oh people are walking around and disrespecting this form of property we should we should protect it and it's like that's not really how it works mm. the, the the violence of the state yeah. is is one of the things that constitutes what we understand as property mm-hmm. and bitcoin subtracting that from ownership of something that people treat as money is a really powerful move. Huh. Mm-hmm. You can immediately cascade back into all the problems with this, and I, and I do at great length in yeah. all sorts of directions. But f- for me, it's so say the, the thing is that property regimes are generative. You don't identify a set of things and say these have in common that they are this pro- kind of property. You tend mm. to find a few exemplars. Mm create a, a legal and or social and or military or whatever category of property and then a thousand flowers bloom so the idea that most people don't regard Bitcoin, uh, blockchain property as property 
the commodity form had to be beaten into existence. Mm-hmm. There, there's sort of studies of, of how you know people had to be stopped just picking stuff up, up and walking off with it at yeah. the start of the industrial revolution. <laughs> and a lot, a lot of the arguments for this involved very big sticks rather than mm-hmm. any kind of reasoned debate. Right. So, yeah, and and I would hope that. The, the very big sticks don't come out for, for blockchain property and that we actually get it right this time because hmm. I'm an optimist. That's the only way to be. Though. I didn't know, I didn't know that about, I mean, I didn't know that, that history at all. So that's, that's yeah, yeah. another reason yeah, to buy, it's, another it's, reason it's, to buy the book. It is. Sure. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's really because like in, in the, the Soviet union, which I am not a big fan of, sorry, tankies. <laughs> They they had the claim that they abolished property and Westerners would go along and see the home uh, that someone owned uh-huh. and the toothbrush yes. that someone possessed and they'd say, you haven't abolished property. I got you, yeah. Uh, yeah, but in, in fact they had because there was no sort of corporate property yeah. by my understanding. Like mm. anything bigger than a house was owned by the state which is not the same as social ownership but it's it's what they went for and sort of you know these categories of working capital for businesses of uh, living space for individuals and the possessions of 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 a person these are very very different categories of things and Mm -hmm. to say yeah it's property you know you want to take my toothbrush it's like i don't want your toothbrush Mm. I'm a, I'm a clean freak. I'm a germaphobe. Keep that <laughs> thing away from me. So yeah, I, you know, I, I go through ideas of, of, of property and how I understand them relating to different political currents in in, in the right. book a lot. There's also some some funny and shorter stuff as well. There's um there's a fake Monty Python sketch <laughs> about laws. There's a mock story. A very, there's a section from a mock story by Baron Munchausen explaining how he created the world's least useful and thereby most valuable piece of jewellery. <laughs> and uh, there, there's, there's um, a play. There's a play by the uh, 19th century French absurdist Alfred Jarry about the blockchain, which unfortunately I couldn't transcribe the rest of because there's a riot after the first word due to its content. So there's, there's, you know, and and this this all makes very serious points, but it's a lot more fun to read. Oh, I love that, yeah. Right, right. Me trying to sort out the difference between anarcho-communism and anarcho-capitalism in ways that won't get me sent horses' heads. that's really fun actually speaking of the book i really like how you did the nft editions and with the generative covers and so on can you talk about more how you thought about totally yeah so uh, urbanomics spent 18 months on this so we needed Uh to make some money to pay for the for the book so yeah yeah, the, the, the edition and this is sort of robin urbanomic who is sort of absolutely awesome we, we sort of brainstormed for a while and with the nft edition for those of you who know the technical side of things yeah it's an open sea unlockable content thing it's on ipfs as an attempt at a, a fig leaf of, of decentralization but <laughs> 
yeah, we, we, we know precisely the, the technical content of the project. So you get a unique PDF of the book, which has the cover of the book, which is the image of the NFT. And that's the cryptographic hash of the title of the book, mm. plus the number, you know, the edition number mm-hmm. of the, yeah. the PDF slash NFT. That's rendered in the way that my various projects called blockchain aesthetics mm-hmm. are by rendering it not as hexadecimal, but as, um, as as different colors, in this case, yeah. different colored blocks. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of fun. The other special edition we did, which have all sold out now, which means I feel we probably should have done more, is the <laughs> encrypted signature edition, which um, because Urbanomic use an actual printers mm-hmm. um, in the UK, they, they, it, this isn't print on demand. There's a big warehouse somewhere with with big sheets of metal squeezing colored goo between them onto big bits of paper which are then sewn up and chopped up and glued together we have the signatures which are the the, you know the big sheets of paper with 20 pages on or whatever yeah so we use those as a book cipher Mm. when you crack the code you can download an electronic copy of that as well so we played with the ideas and that's the nice thing about working with a philosophy Mm -hmm. publisher (laughs) because economic usually do sort of translations of of current french philosophy Mm. or collections of current anglosphere philosophy or or they do do art editions as well like they've very much got their their feet and their and or fingers and or tentacles <laughs> in those in those worlds, but they were absolutely perfect for doing this. Not least because of how patient they are. Mm, totally. Is the um the that twenty sheet original is called a signature in the book publishing world? Yes. Yes. I love that. Yeah. And obviously, yeah, yeah, parallel yeah, yeah. exists. We, we went we went through the concepts and we were looking mm. for mappings. And I often there it is. Yeah. Yeah, that sort of confusion of terms of art is uh-huh. a terrible thing if you build a moral case or a career <laughs> upon it. But as something for art or creativity, it's really fun. It's perfect. Yeah. I do love that. Yeah. 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 So I thought that was really interesting because obviously you have this physical object and there's this sort of digital yes. parallel. Were there any yeah, ideas definitely. that you rejected? That were- oh, there were so many. I think we got as far as making a radio tag oh. with an IPF address for the book, sewing it yeah, into yeah. a T-shirt and totally. then having that as the sort of first wearable book on the blockchain. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. If you know the wearable Def book beef. on the blockchain, uh, please tell yeah. me I'm, I'm not trying to do the usual thing <laughs> yeah. of erasing yeah, everyone yeah. else who has yeah. done a wearable T-shirt. A Def Beef first. Uh, the first. Uh, the yes. first first. Yes, yeah, Def Beef yeah. like sneezes yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I will check. Yeah. So that, that, that was all awesome. And it, it goes up to, as I say, 2021. So mm. the last piece it has in it is, I think, one doge, which is a truly marvelous proof that one doge does in fact mean one doge. But there's there's bits after that, like untitled at Albright Knox and mm-hmm. the, the stuff that's gone into the, the current show, uh, which is the ego and it's owned yeah. with a zero rather than O because it's about ownage. Honage. Mm-hmm. So, wait, so, so then, so then, talk a little bit about the show because that's the other, yes. that's the other half. Yeah, yeah. So the the, the show, which I, I 
believe I got away with the subtlety of introducing there, and I'm currently feeling very pleased with myself for doing that, is <laughs> in Berlin at the awesome uh, Magdalene Drexler's Crypto Kiosk. I'm following on from Sarah Friend's show there, which is great. And it's four different projects that are new. And I was very pleased working with Nagel and Drexler. They, they really, really, really worked fantastically hard and well on making the show look amazing. So the space is mostly painted black. There's some big vinyl decals of one of the pieces from Token Equals Text on it, which I've been begging galleries to do since I first made the project and someone's finally done it. It looks amazing. And then there's the new stuff, which um, is very much, most of it is in dialogue with older stuff. So there's a tokenized face coin where if you own one of the tokens, it will generate a little blockchain based on your Ethereum address. There's a tokenized version of is art, which people tend to know as this contract is art, mm-hmm. which um, delegates my power as a blockchain artist to allow you, yes, you, the purchaser <laughs> of the token, to determine whether it is or is not art with all the certainty of the blockchain. Cool. Then there is a new slightly larger series called Type Opposite Images, which is the evil twin to or reversal of mm. tokens equals text. Yes, And where tokens equals text is this nice vaporwave dreamscape future of consumer plenty and flamingos. This is a monochrome, back-to-front, Terminator, Skynet attack, nuclear devastation <laughs> landscape. And, and each of the, the lines of text in it is translated from the same token. Oh, that's so, so fun so cool yeah, so it, it, has, uses... has a, it has a lookup table it's not doing anything too yes, smart yes. but it has a lookup table and, and each token yes in um type and uh-huh, type uh-huh. opposite images is sort of composed from or, yeah. or based on tokens equals text because we're in the so cool. people are like what's the utility or what's being built on this what year was really the original love. what year was the original piece Tokens equals text. Mm. Yeah. I think 2018. I'm just going to check. 2019 on your website. I have it here. 2019. Okay. Yeah. I love the 988 like, composability. I didn't do tokens oh, stuff. yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's 2019. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't I did because I didn't do ERC721 stuff for, for a while. Yeah. So I, I, was, um, I was like on stage in Vancouver launching the artist rethinking the blockchain. Yeah. Uh book and at the last minute the organizers said oh can we put the you know the crypto kitties team on before you they've got a really interesting project i'm uh-huh. like, sure <laughs> yeah they're a local project and that was the week that crypto kitties took off and quote uh-huh. broke the ethereum blockchain uh-huh, uh-huh. i remember so, it well yeah yeah i had the sort of band experience of that you know everyone being there for the supporting act and then walking out except <laughs> I, sh- I should state very clearly for the crypto kitties team who stayed and were lovely and i've since yes. worked for dapper labs who are awesome but anyway so that was weird because i i theorized this possible smart contract based ethereum art world in 2014 and like three or four years later there was this actually existing blockchain or crypto or nft or rare art world and it was very different from what i'd imagined it was absolutely 
brilliant. I, I loved and still love the, the originality and the energy of it all. But I had to sort of come to terms with or catch up with um, this thing where I'd been like, wouldn't it be funny if something like this existed with lots of people who hadn't heard me say that, say, hey, something like this should exist. We're going to make it exist. And it exists. So today's word, children, is exist. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I had to get up to speed with everything, and it wasn't until Secret Artwork in 2018, right. 2019, mm. whenever, that I felt that I could make something which engaged with the ideas rather than being a cash grab. More for me, I made all of my <laughs> work very carefully unsaleable. Right. <laughs> which, which means I, I've been sat there for almost a decade now with people saying, hey, um, how much do you want for this early, this early piece? And I'm like, well, you've got lots of money. You can give me some, but I'm unable to transfer this work to you as part of its design. So... Yay, principal. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, uh, the tokens equals text was... Matt, Matt is very excited about something. What? Oh, sorry, sorry, Matt, what are you excited I have to about? say, I just had the most delightful experience with type opposite images. You I had the example too. on your website, and I was trying to read it backwards. And then I realized I could reflect it in the dark mirror you of my can. phone. And yeah, it is so- just... oh. <laughs> The problem with the way it's installed in the gallery is if you go at night, it reflects oh. in the window. Oh, yes, totally. So oh, beautiful. That's so and funny, it's, it's, isn't it? Yeah, and it's it's sort of that element of it is the same as some of the choices in tokens equals text. Mm. It's It looks like an attempt to hide it, which right. no serious contemporary viewer would treat as actual encryption so it it sort of it invokes encryption or hiding or secrecy uh without really successfully doing it is it was the intent for people to use their device as a mirror in order to read it no the the intent was for people to be able to see that there is an english text there but for it to require some tiny amount of work to recover those of us with graphic design and other experience can read back to front upside down (laughs) whatever pretty much as quickly as if it was the right way around, but it's trying, bless it. You know, it's, it's trying to hide itself a well, bit. And I like that. And I really liked the experience and specifically because of oh, the sort That's of good. dystopian yeah, that, that, vibes. Uh-huh. It, uh-huh. Yeah, the black mirror that, that, connection that, that just felt really vibe. good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I spent days on nuclear war Wikipedia, which <laughs> wow. is as depressing <laughs> yeah. as it sounds. Yeah. Wow. The only thing in the book which refers to that kind of thing is the short text uh, Bride All Day, which was mm-hmm. written to illustrate a wonderful 3D model by the amazing artist Metz Breeze. And it, it mentions, I need to get this right, a character from a comic in the extended Terminator universe. I like that I like that there's a you know in 2019 things were not great but coronavirus hadn't happened <laughs> and like yeah. you know what I mean and I do feel like there was a clearly there was a vibe shift yes things have just like things that, so so it feels a, sort of somewhat appropriate that that there's this kind yeah, of like yeah yeah I'm 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 glad I'm glad you're saying that not not cuz I'm glad that state of affairs <laughs> <laughs> is in place because yeah it is very much 
about the, the current vibe mm. in many different areas of society where, um, mm-hmm. yeah, sort of things are not going that great. So not yeah. great. It is, it is not great, Bob. That. Not great. Yeah, <laughs> not great. Perhaps yeah, we can have so, opposite, opposite um, images like, in the future. Yeah, but like, you know, still not Skynet, so... Not yet. That's true. No, that's yet. true. Yeah. Of all the possible dystopian fictions we've created, at least it's not those. <laughs> yeah, it's it's mostly The Handmaid's Tale, which isn't great. Yeah, uh, I should rewatch yeah. that. Yeah, so, so, <laughs> so yeah, that's um, that's type opposite images, and mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. there's the titular titular titular. There's the the piece that shares its title with the show, which is The Ego and It's Owned. And those are recordings of my brainwaves whilst I'm doing various things. I'm hugging a stuffed shark, injecting hormones, all sorts of very cliched things. And my (laughs) my brain is being recorded whilst doing that. It's then visualized using some very standard data visualization JavaScript libraries, but with the identifying bars and captions taken off so it turns it mm. back into modernist abstraction mm-hmm. and then this this subjective minority experience is commodified and exploited by being sold in return for cryptocurrency so by this right. point hopefully everyone is horrified and <laughs> the, gal- the gallery's done an amazing job of showing it it's on a lovely black background this nice big monitors and and um yeah it's really fun watching wow. it, it sort of shiver away in the gallery as my brain anticipates shiver. a needle touching my flesh or is blissed out hugging a, an ikea shark so ah the uh, ikea shark of course yeah yes. it's 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 <laughs> understood yeah it's it has there's lots going into it it's about representation and commodification of your experience personal, and sort of yeah. Elon Musk coming for our brains and mm-hmm. sort of totally. thing. But yeah. It's, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it's so you know, it, it's art because it's not, it's not an illustration. It's like someone mm. once asked me, sort of, is, is the art an illustration of the essays? It's like, yeah. no, that they're, they're each thing is the necessary way for following what I was doing at the yeah. time. So sometimes right. that's code, sometimes that's images, sometimes it's short stories, sometimes it's very, very, very sarcastic essays, sometimes it's <laughs> deep dives on things of um, more general import. But um, mm. no, I, I go where the, the, the ideas lead. Totally. How did you do the brain scanning? Was it... Was it- oh, so it was an open BCI board which That's is cool. as the name implies an open source uh, brain computer interface That's so, oh, that exists. so cool yeah and uh, Serena my awesome wife previously worked in an industry where she was hooking people up to the, the wow. EG yeah mm-hmm. connectors on their heads mm-hmm. so we we scheduled some time she sort of glued all the connectors to my head wow. watched the the recording software on the laptop passed me different props we recorded the experience <laughs> of that mm. and i then said thank you to her because she did an amazing job so yeah it's it's because the, the project started some some years ago i did a project called uploads which was mm. a very satirical attempt to make a sort of a max headroom style brain mm. digitizer use mm-hmm. or, or for the kids whatever that show on 
Amazon Prime as the upload, the download. Yeah. So that that sort of thing where you you scan someone's brain and make a digital yep. twin of them. So I wanted to do that. I like that the, show. Just just on a little tangent. Yeah, I, yeah. D- sort of guilty pleasure if I'm being yes, honest. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it was that that was affected by COVID. I think their their schedule really really yeah. got. <laughs> Blown up by that. So I used a connect to, to digitize uh-huh. Uh-huh. physically. Yeah. And a little sort of single button Bluetooth EEG to record the brain. Mm-hmm. And so you would be prompted to feel, I think it was Rene Descartes or some, you know, some philosopher's mm. list of the seven basic emotions. Mm. And sort of emotion researchers now believe there isn't actually any such thing as basic emotions. I'm not sure about that because whenever they tell people, they seem to get very upset, which does seem to imply <laughs> there's at least one standard Well, emotion. certainly upset about the basic emotions is one of yeah, the Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So it recorded this and it would then play back, you know, the recording of you based on what people on Twitter like you were feeling uh, nearby. So it's this little hmm. social medium uh, social media simulation oh, i love that of you mm-hmm. and and this was fun and it was sort of there's various stuff that went into it but i yeah i started trying to update that a couple of years ago and sort of that just span out into into this project into what it became yeah yeah i have this mm. i have this like long running dream of of turning myself into some sort of AI that can carry on song a day after, after I'm gone. And one of the things that I would, that I think about is like, what is that version? What is the AI Jonathan going to write about? And it'd be like, the mood could come from, you know, the mood analysis of Twitter or whatever. And then the topic could be like the trending topic of Google or whatever, like, yes. which, which yeah, wouldn't yeah. be that different than what I, what I actually do anyway. Yeah. That's <laughs> cool. That's, that's yeah. really interesting. Have, have, have you looked at or talked to Holly Herndon about Holly? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Damn, yeah. Like that, that's an amazing way of creating. I mean, yeah a digital proxy for yourself. Apart from anything else, she's fantastically brave doing that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, the first version of, of her voice thing, I, I was, I was one of the people that made it. I'm like immediately, as soon as it was out, I made a song with it. Like where Matt, do you know mm. about this? Like she made a, did she made a rep, replica of her voice at anyone? Yeah. Could sing I saw with. the TEDx. Um, yeah. 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 And th- there's a DAO that has some control. That's right. Over exactly. And everything. So yeah. yeah. It's Very really cool. neat. Yeah. Well, so uh, we're reaching the end of our time here. I want to ask you, we don't ask this every time, but I'm curious if there are mm. any projects, art projects on yes. the blockchain that have been around, that have come around lately, lately define however you Up want to you yeah. that have, that have caught your fancy. I loved the, so the zero knowledge proof drawings. Oh, I apologize massively for not remembering the name of that. <laughs> that was just so brilliant. I've been wanting to do something like that since Secret Artwork, and it, mm-hmm. it's still what on is the, the roadmap I, for me. Or what's the... Yeah, it's sort of you own a drawing, and they can prove mm. that the drawing exists and everything, but you can't know what the drawing is. Cool. And Oh, wow. That's Yeah, that's really cool. That's super fun. I've enjoyed 
this would just end up as a list of my friends if I wasn't careful. So totally. no, that's I, totally I'm, acceptable. I'm, also I'm, acceptable. I'll yeah. just say I'm, I've been really excited by the PFP boom, which I know a lot of people have been really unexcited by, but <laughs> as a sort of cultural phenomenon of sort of these these masked societies that have mm, some sort of cultural and- power. Yeah. It's really sociologically and aesthetically interesting. Even mm-hmm. I am no not surprised tests. in the least that you are to hear that from you because when when yeah. we were talking earlier about the playfulness of yes, yes. of right, right. tokenizing yeah, yeah, yeah. colors are what one of the things I was thinking about is 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 a shift that that came from a former guest Punk four one five six. You know when we had him on when he first was releasing nouns. Yes. They shifted in the exact same way that you just were talking about my, our feelings. I, I, I think I can speak for Matt too of like, oh, PFP, this PFP thing is actually really awesome. It's a, it's a, yeah. if you think of it as a medium and not as a kind of, I don't know, dumb cash grabby thing, but yes, think of it yeah. as a, as a medium, it becomes interesting. Yeah. There is obviously bad art out there in any given medium, and this is not me saying every single copy and paste Twitter scam PFP should go in the Louvre, but um, (laughs) there there, there may be something there, and by being snobby about it, we may miss it. So I do do watch it. Is there, is there, (laughs) that makes me curious, like, is there a PFP project (laughs) that you have seen, you're like, aesthetically or just conceptually, or even like, that that's one that I especially enjoy? Excluding the trolls, of course. Yes, yes, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, what really interests me is so many of the projects have an anti-aesthetic. The great graphic skill, but deliberate ugliness of something (laughs) like Bored Apes. Uh Mm -hmm. And I must underline the graphic skill. They're exceptionally well drawn. Mm -hmm. The the design, the artistry of them is really good. It's a shame they didn't get to share the upside, but yeah. (laughs) Yes, no, no kidding. But that they they are these sort of deliberately yeah unpleasant uh, characters. Fascinating in yeah, a way yeah, that's really yeah. interesting. Uh-huh. And so much so much of this is it goes back to just copying whatever the CryptoPunks did because mm-hmm. it took me ages to understand the CryptoPunks. Like uh-huh. I, I I missed the giveaway. Uh-huh. And I then didn't. I then didn't buy any because I was like, oh, I'm not interested in this. Yeah. And then they went to the moon, and I was like, Yay! Once again, my insight <laughs> has saved me from great wealth. But um, don't I, have I to did, worry about taxes. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 did, I did buy a couple, and I did yeah. oh, make good, some money good, from one. Yeah. But I'm still holding on to the other one. But yeah, things like <laughs> what? Why is it always ten thousand? Well, it's because uh-huh. the punks did ten thousand. Mm-hmm. Right. Why is it always a a retro or anti aesthetic? Well, it's because mm-hmm. the punks have that that pixelated eight bit aesthetic and so on and so on so that that side of things is really interesting but um love that yeah no i mean i i, I, I like what my friends at small farm are doing the the, the witches and the ducks and, and mm. everything that's great and just anything that makes people feel seen you know like there's there's one that looks like them because that's uh-huh. very very powerful yeah and then i've enjoyed sort of generative and, and glitch art 
finding an anchor financially on chain, sort of whether it's totally uh, Def Beef yeah. or whether it's Let's Glitch It or the or Kate the Cursed or any of the other glitch artists, and yeah. then sort of you know I I love. Sarah Friend's stuff, who was the, the artist at um, Crypto Kiosk before me, because she's yeah. engaging with the ideas of the blockchain, with sort of how, you know, the game theory yep. and the games that, that mm-hmm. permeate the blockchain at every level of its its design. And sort of, you know, things like life forms, which creates a tension between the desire to own something and the desire for it to be valuable. To keep it alive, where to keep it totally. alive, you, you yeah. Know, yeah. if you love yeah. something, let it go. If you find something yeah. valuable, hold on to it, but that's going to destroy it. So that sort of encoding of the technology and the ideology of, of, of blockchain back onto the blockchain, that, that inscription is, is really good, and there, there are not enough people mm-hmm. for my money mm-hmm. um, doing that with, with blockchain stuff. So, yeah, there's... So I, I will stop before I just <laughs> list everyone I follow on Twitter. But there's 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 lots there's lots of really good stuff going on. There's lots of really good stuff going on that I, I just don't know about, and it it's not all sort of very art world oriented art. It's people doing whatever they want, enabled to yeah. by this technology, and that's amazing. Ria, thank you so much for joining us. This was an absolute pleasure, and. And mind-bending as always. I want to encourage everybody, if you're in Berlin, especially, I guess, to go to this show, buy the book. I guess the book, we can all get it, right, starting in April. Yes. Well, you, you can buy it now from urbanomic.com, uh, who are the publishers. But, yeah, if you want to get it through your library or your local bookstore, I think that's going to be April from MIT Press. And all of the projects that you're showing in Berlin, do they all go live at a certain point? Or when is that happening? They're live now. They're available for sale via the gallery. So if you go to the gallery and say, hello, I would like to buy a type of images, they'll say, certainly. (laughs) Right this way, please. I would like the corollary. Yes. Yes. How how many? What color? (laughs) Well, thank you so much. This was was really wonderful. All right. Yeah, thank All right. you. Till next time. Ciao, ciao. Oh, yeah. You gotta get nifty. Start to get nifty.